Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Monday, November 11th, 2019. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jay Zawoski joining you after a Blackhawks victory. The Hawks beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-4 at the United Center Sunday night. We also have Saturday's overtime shootout loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins to discuss a little bit, but we're going to spend most of this show talking about the win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Before we do that, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. LockedOnBlackHawks at gmail.com is the email address. You can send us a voicemail, 708-653-0572. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. There you can also follow my personal account at jayzawaski670 and my Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast account at MadhousePod. Check that podcast out as well. I think you will enjoy it. So, Sunday night, the Blackhawks get a really exciting, real nail-biting 5-4 win over the Maple Leafs. And we'll have some time to dive into the things we did not like about this game. We'll do the pluses and minuses like we always do. But since Thursday's win over the Vancouver Canucks, the Blackhawks have looked like a different team. And look, they're not going to win every game they play. They're not. They're not one of the more talented teams in the NHL. But what we've seen over the last three games is a team that can hang with some of the best teams in the NHL and some of the most talented teams in the NHL. And that's kind of what I've been saying all along. I'm so glad that whatever has happened has happened and the Hawks have decided to compete and try to play against these teams. It's really hard not to go back and look at the move that was made on Sunday November 3rd, when Dylan Strome, Alex DeBrinkett, and Patrick Kane were reunited. Since then, it's been five games. Dylan Strome has zero goals and five assists. Alex DeBrinkett has two goals and three assists. Patrick Kane has five goals and four assists. They have combined for seven goals, 12 assists, and 19 points over those five games. Line chemistry matters line balance matters and this is what we're seeing from the Blackhawks here over the last handful of games it's not just while those guys are racking up the points it's not just those lines creating chances and creating offense you're seeing a lot of guys get chances on every line and those things matter Dominic Kubelik's been more noticeable he had two shots on goal against the Leafs Brandon Saad has been really, really good, and I was so glad to see him get rewarded with a goal Sunday night because he's been working his ass off all season. That that first goal they scored against Pittsburgh on Saturday where Saad steals the puck along the boards, and they have the three-on-one where Dominic Kubelik puts it in the back of the net. Beautiful. David Kampf, two shots on goal. Andrew Shaw, two shots on goal. Kirby Dock had two shots on goal, and I think his best game is a Blackhawk so far Sunday night. So... You're seeing a balance on this team. You're seeing the minutes a little more evened out. You're not seeing anybody way down or way up. This is how the Blackhawks should have been playing all year long, and I'm very glad they're doing it now. It's what they did last year. They found combinations that worked, and they stuck with them. And I know you're trying to, you know, in Jeremy Cowan's defense, a lot of new faces, a lot of new looks. You're trying to get people going. You're trying to see who plays well with who. I think the current lineup should be the should be the lineup for a while because it's clearly working. And again, this game was not perfect. 
Not by any means, and we're going to get to that next segment. We've spent so much time, though, being negative on Lockdown Blackhawks, and deservedly so. I want to spend some time singing the praises of this team. How about right off the hop Sunday night? Jake Muzzin puts a hit on Brandon Saad that's questionable. Jonathan Taves gets right in his face, drops the gloves, sets the tone, and look, I'm not a big swing to momentum, drop the gloves kind of guy, but when you see your captain stand up for a teammate like that, that gets the whole team going. That gets the energy flowing. It gets everybody engaged. It gets everybody fired up. And if you don't think that that had an effect on this game, I don't know how to help you because it it truly did. To see Taves right off the bat there get in the face of the opponent and say, look, we're not going to back down. We're not intimidated by you, Toronto. We have three recent banners hanging in those rafters. I think they've won one six to, since the 60s. So I love that. I love that Jonathan Taves right away got involved, got in Muzzin's face, and, and sort of sent a message that we're not going anywhere. We're not going to let you push us around for 60 minutes. And the Hawks responded with a really solid first period. Really solid. Getting off to a 4-1 lead after the first period. I don't know what more you can ask for. And granted, Michael Hutchinson was not great. Could not find his own personal Jesus in the first period. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry about the NXS joke. I won't do another one. That was bad. I'm sorry. I should just delete that, but I'm going to punish myself and leave it on there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what... I didn't love as the game went on the second period. I think especially the Hawks sort of, I don't want to say they backed off, but they took the pressure off a little bit. They saw Hutchinson was struggling with his confidence. They saw he wasn't seeing the puck very well. And I felt like they sort of let him off the hook. Now you got to give credit to Toronto. They're a really good team with some skill and they're going to control the puck when they want against a lot of teams. So I'm not totally blaming the Blackhawks, but I would have liked to see, a little more of an early push. I was actually surprised Hutchinson came back out for the second period, but he finished the game really strong. He played really well after those first period struggles, and I think the Hawks might have let him off the hook a little bit early. But again, the last three games, the Blackhawks have taken five of the six available points. This is very encouraging, and maybe it took a little bit of a wake-up call for Jeremy Colleton to realize, all right, you know what? What I'm doing here isn't working. We've gotten circles skated around us by two inferior opponents. It's time to reevaluate. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Look, Jeremy Cowton's a young coach, and I know he's still learning on a job, and I know last week I called for his job, and I still think the best thing to do might be to move on. But if this is how they're going to look most nights, fine. They're competitive. They're using their skilled players to compete, to create offense, and to attack, and that's what they should be doing. And I said this last week, I think I said this on the Madhouse podcast, forgive me if I said it on Lockdown 2, the reason you spend $11 million for Robin Leonard and Corey Crawford is so you can let your offensive players take some chances and have that insurance behind you. That's the value of having those guys. And Robin Leonard, Sunday night, saved 53 shots. The Leafs had 57 shots on goal Sunday night, including 26 shots on goal in the third period. 
Robin Leonard stopped 53 of 57 goals or 57 shots. That's why you pay your goalies that much money. Corey Crawford was brilliant Saturday night as well. That gives you the freedom to take some chances. That's what the Hawks have been doing. And lo and behold, they've been getting some results. Time to go over the pluses and minuses of this game. Before we do that, I want to make sure you guys know how to get in touch for our yet-to-be-named mailbag segment that debuts on Tuesday's show, LockdownBlackHawks at gmail.com, or the voicemail again, 708-653-0572. A lot of questions have come in already, but make sure you get yours in before Tuesday's mailbag show. All right, time for the pluses. The first plus of the game, as we could probably do every game, Goes to Patrick Kane, two goals and an assist, plus one, 18.45 of ice time, five shots on goal, four more shot attempts that were missed or blocked, three takeaways. Tremendous game for Patrick Kane, and again, since that line has been reunited, they've been flying, and they've been incredibly effective. The Kane to Brinkett Strom line has been really, really good, and I think those numbers I read earlier I think add a point to that because I think they just added an assist for Patrick Kane. So that would be seven goals and 13 assists for 20 points in five games for that line. So they've been incredibly dominant. Second plus of the game goes to Brandon Saad, who, and I want to give him one for Saturday too, continuing to outwork everybody, just grinding his ass off making every play he can, being a factor in every single game the Blackhawks have played this year. Tremendous, tremendous start to the season for Brandon Saad. I hope it continues. Picked up his sixth goal of the season Sunday night. Brandon Saad has been, and if you've listened to this podcast anytime, and I do these pluses and minuses, I feel like Brandon Saad is part of it almost every night, and he's been absolutely terrific. Next plus goes to Robin Leonard. And I feel like he's a plus every time he starts another outstanding effort. 53 saves on 57 shots against. And you say, well, yeah, he let four goals in. Yeah, he was under assault, especially in the third period. Again, 26 shots on goal for the Leafs in a third period for a game total of 57 shots on goal. The Blackhawks had 34 of their own, which is pretty good. Again, allowing 57, not ideal. But Robin Leonard was back there standing tall, and I think extra impressive when that Matthews shot hit him up high and he was clearly rattled by it uh, that led to the Tavares goal. And uh, he stayed in the game and finished strong, and you saw how fired up he was when that final horn blew. Uh, Really love Robin Leonard's contributions to the team this year, and I think everybody who's watched the Blackhawks closely this year uh, would agree. Alex Tabrinkit. Had three assists. Dylan Strom had two assists. Both of those guys a plus two. That's another plus. Adam Boquist was a plus two. That's another plus. And another guy who I think deserves some credit with an assist and a plus one, 21-17 of ice time Sunday night. Calvin DeHaan recently, and Eddie Olchek said this and Pat Foley said this during the broadcast on Sunday, he's been excellent lately. And the other night, he sort of said, like, screw metrics, screw Corsi rating. And I can see what he's saying because when you look at his numbers, they're probably not great, but he's on the ice against really good competition. They're not allowing super high danger scoring chances when he's out there. 
I think Calvin DeHaan has been one of the more unsung pickups of this season. Really, really like what I've seen from him. I'm looking at the high danger chances right now, and I'm trying to scroll correctly as I kill time like a radio professional. So, yeah, he was not great. He was only in the 30s in Corsi rating, but high danger chances for four. High danger chances against when Calvin DeHaan was on the ice, one. So, yeah, he's allowing some shot attempts, but not a ton of high danger ones, and that's really encouraging. His Corsi rating for the record, 38.71. He was on the ice for 12 shot attempts for and 19 against, but, again, only one high danger chance against at five on five for Calvin DeHaan. His calm with the puck, his demeanor on the ice has really been impressive since they've acquired him. Really, really like what I've seen from Calvin DeHaan. And he's quickly jumped into a leadership role here. And that's the kind of guy they knew they were getting when they traded for Calvin DeHaan this summer. Really like what he's brought. Uh, and I think you're starting to see with Connor Murphy still out for a while, you're seeing DeHaan more he's probably getting more ice time than he would have if Murphy was here he has excelled he's a guy who's done better with more ice time really like what he's done and that was sort of Calvin Hahn's argument about against the Corsi thing he's like look the numbers say I suck but look I'm not giving up a lot of high quality chances and it's not just I it's we are not giving up a lot of high quality chances and and last night the stat page reflected that so really good stuff from Calvin Hahn. one more plus goes to Kirby Doc who I think played his best game of the season Sunday night that goal he scored was pretty sweet just blasting it from the slot after the rebound went right to his stick like to see that sort of confidence from Kirby Doc only played 743 of ice time had two shots on goal he also sprung a really nice two-on-one him and Drake Kajula where he used that speed you see it when Kirby Doc gets into open ice he can find that next level of skating and blow past guys he is sneaky fast he's not quick he can't really go 0-60 to 60 like a Ferrari, but once he gets moving, he's got way more speed than he gets credit for, and as he gets bigger and he gets stronger, that speed's only going to be more and more noticeable. So really nice game despite the low ice time for Kirby Doc. Now let's get to the minuses. Bit of a setback for Eric Gustafson Sunday night. He's been playing a lot better lately, but he gets walked past by Austin Matthews and then uh, Michael Neal, all these freaking Nylanders. He gets walked past by Austin Matthews. Then William Nylander makes it 4-2 for the Leafs. Then he takes a penalty later in the period, later in the third. Then John Tavares scores almost immediately. Then it's 4-3. Toronto is just down one at that point. So a couple bad penalties and a couple bad defensive plays for Eric Gustafson. But 1908 of ice time. Three shots on goal, two shot attempts. I think he's been more aggressive offensively lately, which is fine. That's kind of what you want from him. But there were a few unfortunate moments uh, Sunday night from Eric Gustafson. Also, I think I want to give a minus, and I, I hate to do this, but I don't think Alex Nylander had a very strong game today. Uh, 15-20, I'm sorry, 12-50 of ice time. No shots on goal. He had two other shot attempts. Not very noticeable, and I was sort of hoping that uh, playing against his brother, he would sort of rise to the occasion and, and, and create a little more, but not not a lot to see uh, Sunday night from Alex Nylander. So he gets a minus from me as well. Other than that, though, I think it was a really strong game for the Hawks. And again, getting housed in shots, 57 shots against, is not a formula for success. I'm not going to pretend like it is. But it is a desperate team that's down 4-1 early, 
with a ton of offensive firepower. You know they're going to throw everything they have at you for the to try to get back in the game, and they did, and they had to. And we talk about score effects when we talk about metrics, and you sort of look at third periods of games where teams have leads, and the opponent usually will have a really strong third because they're doing everything they can to score. Well, I think this was two periods of score effects in this game. And I don't want to take anything away from the Leafs at all. But looking at those numbers, you see 57 shots on goal to the Blackhawks 34. That looks like domination, but it didn't feel like domination, did it? Didn't feel to me like the Leafs were really truly dominating that game. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go when you were young and you had some energy and you had some spunk and you weren't dragged down from life and kids and work and all that stuff? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Go to bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know Blue Chew will work. You can take them anytime day or night, and since they're chewable, they'll work twice as fast as the pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises for hanky-panky time, as my grandpa probably called it back in the day. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in a pharmacy, there's no awkwardness whatsoever. It's totally, totally discreet. It's made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Time to go down the number line on Lockdown Blackhawks before we wrap things up. Again, reminder, Tuesday's show, mailbag show, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, voicemail 708-653-0572, or send me a tweet at LO underscore Blackhawks. The best questions get on the air, so get them in. And get them in quickly. So we went over some of the numbers a little bit. Want to look at the overalls slightly as we uh, wrap the show up here. Blackhawks were 40.86%. Corsi at 5 on 5, even strength. Toronto 59.14. The shot attempt advantage 55 to 38 and even strength in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They really had a great Second and third period, the second for Toronto, 61.29%. The third period, 64.29%. But again, the game to me didn't have that feel of total domination from Toronto. It just didn't. It didn't feel like they were all with the Hawks and the Hawks were just hanging out for dear life. Now, towards the end, it felt that way because they were pouring everything they had onto Robin Leonard, and he had to do everything he could to keep the Blackhawks in the game. So I just said that it didn't feel like a dominating performance from the Leafs. And I thought I had been looking at this number backwards. I am dyslexic, by the way. So if you ever notice me reading things backwards, it's not on purpose. The Blackhawks, 12 high danger chances for and only four against. So 
While Toronto was pouring on shot attempts and shots on goal, the Hawks only allowed four high-danger chances against at even strength. It was not total domination by Toronto. There were a lot of perimeter shots, a lot of point shots, and Robin Leonard was there. A couple chances in the game where Robin Leonard had to stop two or three at a time, and as he's done almost all season, he was right there, made the saves he had to make, and kept the Hawks in the game. Could not be happier with Robin Leonard's performance this season and Sunday night. He was terrific again and a big part of why the Hawks took two points for the Maple Leafs on Sunday night. Best Hawk as far as possession numbers go. Alex Dabrinkit, 56.67. Corsi 4 rating. He was on the ice for 17 shot attempts for and 13 against. Second on the team, Adam Boquist, 55%. 11 shots for, 9 against. Patrick Kane, 53.85%. He had 14 for and 12 against. Oli Mata, Dylan Strom, and Kirby Dock were the other Blackhawks over 50%. The bottom man as far as Corsi goes. Duncan Keith, 25%. 8 shot attempts for, 24 against. But remember, Duncan Keith was on the ice for a lot of that game, especially as it got late. And uh, he was up against the toughest matchups he could. A lot of defensive zone starts. So Duncan Keith was not necessarily put in a favorable position uh, in this game. He was there hanging out for dear life. And I think overall he's been really, really solid lately. So like Kelvin DeHaan said the other day, Corsi's not everything. It doesn't mean, you know, it, it doesn't tell the whole story. I've said that all year too. And I think it rings true. So, all right. I'm going to wrap things up here. Remember, tomorrow's show, Tuesday's show, is the mailbag show. I know I've been telling you the address and email and phone number again. I'm going to keep doing it. Lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. The voicemail 708-653-0572. Or if you don't want to call and leave an awkward voicemail, record a voice memo on your phone. Just open up your voice memo app, record it, and then email that to lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. The Hawks don't have a lot of games this week, so we're going to have some time to stretch our legs. Going to answer a lot of listener questions this week, so... Hawks play the Golden Knights late Wednesday night. Then they don't play again until Saturday. So plenty of time to get some big picture things done this week. So thanks for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with you Tuesday for the Mailbag Show and a whole lot more here on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Tuesday.